This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As of the time that Solomon Ladi left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Monday evening. Uh, today is 4th of uh, December 2023. It's 21 days to Christmas. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, Gilbert. How's your day? How's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, Christmas is here. Christmas has begun. Good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, Joss. Um, 1st of December was, I mean, for me, a refreshing time. It was late. Um, yes, yes. I had a swell time. Lots and lots of events that I had to just keep track of in the country and even outside of the country. And because for me, December is usually special and it comes with a sort of feeling that just gives me relief like never imagined on a personal level. So it was a time to enjoy on the 1st of December. I was um, at the Ten Commandments monument where that event of um, a big proportion took place. Lots of people, I'm sure, had a good time because it was filled to capacity and the event was was just was just wonderful. Good yeah. evening, Ponsak, once again. Yeah, well, I couldn't make it to the Ten Commandments concert because uh, my sister was getting married, you know, oh. the day after. So uh, we have to be there to make sure that things went yeah. according to plan. And I would like to wish her, Barista Yankat Rita, uh, ha- a happy married life. Uh, now she's Mrs. Barista Mrs. Uh, Kumwell, Rita Kumwell. You know, how things just, you know, uh, change. And uh, it was, I mean, it was the first wedding I'll attend this year that I all through, you know, my mother had to drag me, you know, really, I... 
you know how bachelors will skip you know the church service but she said no the church service is the most important she wants to witness you know uh uh taking the wedding vows you know and things like that and the reception all through the reception i was just i on saturday i felt i felt you know it was fun, you know, lots of family members, lots of, you know, old friends that you had to uh, connect with. Uh, but just, you know, being in one place, you know, I'm a restless person. I would like to do this, do this, do this, you know, do this. Uh, but it was uh, really, really fun. And thank you to all those who came out to celebrate uh, Barrister Mrs. Uh, Yankad uh, Rita Kumwell now. Well, Gilbert, lot of and, and I would like to wish uh, my dear friend, uh, that is pharmacist uh, Kim Jerry Bott. Today is his birthday. I pray that God will bless you immensely. Today uh, is a year plus. So happy birthday to you, pharmacist uh, Jerry Kim Bott. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Yeah, well, uh, Gilbert. One of the things I'm observing or realizing with our country, especially with the budgeting, is that the more expensive the budget, the more people are thrown into poverty. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just look at this budget, 27 trillion naira. That is not a small amount of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, I think Buhari was the first president in our history that jack of a, a budget, you know, over a trillion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if I'm not uh, mistaken, yes, yes. it was Buhari. And he had to be forced to because of the inflation, of course. Yeah, what, no caused, what caused the inflation? Well, lots of factors, lots of factors. But centrally, spending, spending excessive spending in my little knowledge was the driving force behind that. You had all of the policies that had to do with distribution of monies. And I, I, I can't make sense of that sort of economic um, step taken by the Buhari administration. But here we are. And if you continue this way, nobody's going I to mean, bring it down. the same thing that uh, Tinibu is doing. You know, Tinibu, uh, just look at, he went to the world stage and was telling global leaders that the federal government is will roll out hundred electric buses, one hundred, one zero zero, not a not a thousand. I uh, give it. After taking one thousand four hundred and eleven human beings, <laughs> that absolutely will not do nothing. Nigerians are so fascinated with that traveling, you know, uh, that if they travel to you know other countries, what we see on the social media is snapping in beautiful places. And making you think that they've arrived. Traveling doesn't make you arrive. It doesn't make you. It, for me, it just. And I, I, Gilbert, I really look forward to that we teach people what it means for you to live with dignity in our country. Because most Nigerians, with all due respect, don't understand what it means for a human being to live with dignity. Why would you take 1,411 human beings? Mm -hmm. And Business Insider, or, you know, one of the newspapers uh, is reporting that that will go up over, oh, that has got over 880 million naira to actually do what? They're denying and, and look at, look at Yeah, yeah, look at, how will it, look at, you know, what we, what the president uh, went to the global stage and was saying, that Nigeria is willing to rule a hundred, you know, uh, electric buses. Do we have the infrastructure, you know, to uh, charge those uh, buses? I mean, it's... And just look at our budget. The more heavy or the more the budget, the more people fall uh, into abject poverty because the budget is not addressing the critical needs of the people. It's not addressing. 
people for me you know right now i don't and and i'm sorry to say i don't care how many degrees you have i don't what i do care is that i want you know the cost of energy pms to drop the cost of gas to drop One kg of gas now is one thousand naira. One thousand one hundred naira. Depending on, I, I was gonna say, depending yeah. on where, where you are. Where you are, okay. I don't. And it could be more in other look, places. I don't really care how many degrees you have. I don't care, but I know that I'm living in a very sick society that is not working, and economically we are poor, and you know, I, I just don't know, you know, the right words to say. We're really poor. And I, I don't think the government has the best interest, you know, of the citizens at heart, to make sure that they provide uh, or to make life less hard, because living in Nigeria is very hard. Gilbert is is very tough. In itself, it's very it's hard. It's a hard adventure, mm-hmm. not to add up with the policies that are greeting citizens every now and then. For me, some of these things um, would be coming with so much, so much. Um, disgust to my throat, but during the electioneering season, during the campaigns, these were the questions that we kept raising consistently: How accountable can people hold leaders? How responsive are leaders to the cries of citizens when issues like this come up? Um, certain Nigerians just wanted someone who they could hold responsible, and the person would, in good conscience, agree that look. This is not the way things should be done, and things should be done in this way. Just come out to acknowledge it. But you say, like prophets of doom, many people foretold these sort of eventualities before the elections, and here we are witnessing them in real time before our very own eyes. And nobody is willing. You you can't even have the president come out to speak about this. Of course, it has to be some appointee somewhere who just want to protect their jobs. And this is where we are at the moment. For instance, what? What right does a supporter of the president's party have to question some of the things we are witnessing, at, uh, you know, right now? That that has never been right from President Buhari's time. How many APC faithful have you had come out to say, "Look, Mr. President, um, we aren't in tune with what you're doing here"? How many of them have come out to say, "Look"? Some of the policies that you have implemented economically didn't just make sense to us. How many of them had the guts, the courage to come out to do this? And so this was the worry for many Nigerians. In truth, if you had somebody who said the economy is shrinking and so we have to tighten up a bit, you know, and he's demonstrating by example, at least he's setting the pace. And that's what happens in economies when you have big economic investors investing in an economy. It restores confidence. It means that you can invest here because these people are doing it. But when nobody is leading in the park, what do you expect? And they here keep, we are. They keep telling poor people like me and you that we should understand and we should be patient, you know, with the government. By the way, the SGF just came out to say the same thing, George no, Akume. No, uh, you I see mean, that? What, what, what better ideas do they have? They don't have any better ideas, you know, to tell the people. And while a minister is saying they should build Kashem Shetima a home of 15 billion, 15 billion naira, how old is the White House? <laughs> how old is 10 Downing Street? How old is, you know, uh, some of these big... And how big are the capacities of these buildings you have called? You look at when sizable I, structures, by the way. When I, when I had opportunity to visit Israel, you know, some years mm-hmm. ago, I went close to the home of... At the time, Bibi Netanyahu mm-hmm. was the prime minister. Prime minister, yeah. First, mm-hmm. His house was just, you know, if you know... Uh, his house is just from Kesaria, 
the Mediterranean, you know, beach, mm-hmm. you can see his house, you know, in the trees. And, you know, I asked, they told me that, you know, that house has been, uh, he has been living in it, you know, for a long time. It's like official residence. And he was finance minister, don't forget. Of course. So, uh, I mean, why, why do we like waste and we think that it's opulence? And it's now that, you know, the words of former President Obasanjo uh, in, in one book that I read, Nigeria Dancing on the Edge, you know, are written by... No, it was uh, This House Has Fallen by Kalmia, you know. He said it in interview Obasanjo, and Obasanjo said Nigerians, you know, care about Oplands, you know, uh, things like that. Even if people are poor, we just want to appear mighty, you know, so that people will respect us and people will uh, fear us, you know, as human beings. Why give 15 billion to build the home of, you know, Kashem Shatima? What justifiable reason do you have? Do you know? Well, I do not know, but uh, and that is why Nigerians have been dehumanized. You see Nigerians, you know, living in the country in droves. Mm-hmm. And that is dehumanization. They For earn degrees. They earn multiple degrees and end up doing menial jobs to survive again. Yeah, well, uh, it's the kind of country that uh, we're birthed. But I don't think that we as a people were ready, you know, to uh, move this. Even the student loan that the president said in the budget, $700 billion. To commence in January. Well, we'll see. Let's play this inside. The national chairman of the SDP uh, addressing the press about the Kogi elect governorship election. When we come back, we have two guests. The show will continue from here. Stay here. Monday in Kogi State, where some talks surrounded INEC office in the name of protest. And in fact, allegations went around that the SDP was protesting. SDP was never part of any protest in Kogi states. We've been working with INEC very closely, virtually everything that we need. INEC have given it to us. Almost uh, 85% have been given. What was outstanding is a forensic inspection of the beaver system in Kogi states. And all the parties agreed to the inspection of the beaver systems. And there are a lot of information or sources that have suggested some parties or interested parties, they don't want the beaver system to be inspected. For that reason, the sponsor talks. Some of them uh, designed pickup for SDP, suggesting that SDP was the one organizing such protest. We were not part of it 100%, and no justification for SDP to be part of it, 100%. We have applied for CTC and INEC. INEC have approved all of it. We have gotten the one from Kogi, the one from headquarters here in Abuja. What was outstanding is only the inspection of the beavers by forensic experts. That was the only thing that was outstanding. So we are happy on that day. The military intervened, secured the INEC office in Kogi State from being vandalized or burned. Uh, that took them up to two, three days to secure the place. And we finally agree with INEC and all the parties for the joint inspection to take place today, 9.30 a.m., you know, by all the parties. Unfortunately, around 3, 3.30, you know, the sad news started coming out. The resident electoral commissioner resident was attacked by gunmen, almost 30-minute fierce gun battle. Vehicles were burned, damages were, were done in his house. 
But he was so lucky that uh, reinforcement came to secure him from being killed or maimed. Now, we are quite concerned with these ugly developments that are coming up from Kogi states. If you could remember vividly, we try as much as possible to maintain law and order. When the election was taking place on the 11th of November, we draw the attention of INEC that some of the sensitive material the resource should have leaked out and filled it up before the commencement of the election. INEC issues press release twice, both on the 11th and on the 12th. They end up cancelling nine wards in one of the local government out of the ten, and they promised to cancel the other go local government that were affected. They cancelled few of the police units and they left the rest. Unfortunately, the results from those areas were also uploaded, you know, in INEC uh, IRF. We registered our very strong protest with INEC. They promised to work with it within the seven days that they are authorized to review the election. They couldn't do that. As a law-abiding party, we decided to go to court. We requested for the material which is legitimate, the Electoral Act, approve of uh, INEC to give election materials to any party that is seeking for those materials. And we have paid for all the CTCs. We collected most of them. INEC cooperated along these lines. It was only the inspection of the beavers in Kogi by forensic experts that is generating this problem that we are having today. I think we should, we should appreciate President Jonathan. We have not seen the need to thank him. This is a period to thank him. Because this is a man who considered defeat even before the announcement. That shows how he cherished democracy, how he cherished the country. He doesn't want anything to harm the country. But in the situation that we are today, few governors have turned to emperors. They don't want democracy to prevail. They want to impose their will on the people, despite the fact that we are being cheated as SDP, we are being rigged as SDP. We won the entire ninth local government we were leading before those figures were manufactured. And we're happy that the system is still intact. It has not been tampered with. And for that reason, those who feel that they will get away with it, boastfully beating their chest that we should go to court, we agree, despite the shortfalls, the outcry around the judiciary, you know, we say we'll still trust our judicial system. We'll test it in the court based on the fact that it's available to us. So it's, it's very barbaric. It is, um, it is sad that we have reached a state where REC is not safe, INEC officials are not safe, parties are not safe, and uh, the whole blame goes to executive. Because in Kogiste, you have a commissioner of police. Commissioner of police was aware that the INEC office was surrounded by talks. The director of SSS was aware the office was surrounded by talks. But it takes intervention of the military to secure INEC office. Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. My name is Gilbert Joseph. We have two guests. A uh, great friend of the house, Honorable Joseph Podar, is here after a long hibernation. Good evening. It's good to have you here, sir. 
Evening, let's uh, let's uh, Actually, it's been a long time. Although yeah. you have been inviting me, I've tried to be avoiding you technically. <laughs> not for any reason. I'm so thankful for the confession. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for confessing. So mm. that people will uh, are not. Uh, I mean, people have accused us that we don't invite members from mm. your party, and I'm so happy that you've confessed mm. that. We've been reaching out to you, but uh, well, your schedule have not been allowing you to uh, come. Thank you very much for that. We have. Uh, uh, our senior colleague, Mr. Joseph Adudu, he's here with us, the publisher of African Drum Magazine. Mm. You can find all of his works, you know, online. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Thank you, Pansak. Thank you, Gilbert. Yeah. Good evening, listener. And, well, I, might, I must commend you uh, for that very clear interview you had on Arise Television. I Thank mean, you it very was much. very basic. Yeah. It was very clear. Mm. And anybody or everybody can easily relate and understand uh, what you were saying at uh, the time. Thank you very much. Let me begin with uh, you, Honorable Joseph Podar. Some youths in the APC, in your party, Progressive Youth Forum, uh, came out to address the press, and they said that uh, Honorable Gagdi should be careful that his influence is becoming overbearing uh, because he's attempting to install the next or to send the nomination for the next ministerial nominee, and they're, they're saying that uh, that is undermining the leadership role of Governor Simon Lalong as the leader of your party in the state. And now uh, they went further to say that uh, that was why uh, Honorable Gagdi and the governorship candidate of your party, uh, Dr. Nentao Yilwada, was, were absent during the uh, uh, presentation of certificate of return. Uh, to the governor by INEC. I mean, uh, talk to us about some of this development within your party. Uh, you are trying to set me into another big trouble. Let, anyway, let me just. Uh, you know, I mean, it's what's going on. <laughs> no, I know it's what's going on. Yeah. First of all, I want to appreciate uh, Joe. Yeah. I've been reading his write up even at the, when in the tribunal. Should in case if I'm always confused, I want to read his own. Uh, oh, great, great. I want to read what exactly is coming from him because mm. he seems to be very neutral, objective. And in fact, if he doesn't say anything, I'll ask him, I want we, uh, what we are reading, is it true? <laughs> because I want to hear from you. Please uh, tell your report for me. I understand. So his report was like a check and it was like a guide. Mm. I, and uh, Anyway, then let's just go back to Gaktik. Mm. Uh, for me, you know, all the two, I've, I'm, not friend, I'm not even close to any. Yes, we may be in the same political party, but we have a different kind of, everybody has his caucus. And when we were talking about the differences and then the, the nature of the administration of maybe the former governor of Plateau State in person of uh, uh, Barrister Solomon Lalong, Gadi uh, attached himself to him. They smuggled themselves into power, not by the mandate of the people right from the primaries. So even if they are falling apart, as far as I'm concerned, it's a law of karma because they were not the ideal people for the youth. It was not even an elective kind of a thing. It was an imposition by Lalong. During so the primary election. During the primary election. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, they are a beneficiary of Lalong. So if they are beating the hand that feeds them, to some of us that were never part of that struggling, we believe that uh, that is the right thing because at least it's happening at the right time so that tomorrow maybe the governor will know that, yes, I brought some people that I did not really understood them well. Lem and uh, even yeah. if the youths yeah. are writing and they're complaining, it's because maybe they feel their master have started complaining. You know, mm -hmm. if the master have started complaining, the youths are the only machinery that they can use to express because the governor could have been maybe out of maturity and he doesn't want to say that they have started undermining my, my power. And he has spoken to some of his boys. And the boys, the good boys, you know there are good boys. We call them good boys. Mm. They, they, they will want to take it upon their shoulder, go and do it. And then the moment you come in as a principal or as the owner or as their leader, they'll say, ah, this is what we did. They'll say, ah, it has got back to him. 
and I know very soon you you will see some response from the Gagdi faction. They will start responding because that is where they will respond and say, okay, the good boys of Gagdi, his media guys are managing him these days because after they we know them, they know them and all those things. Yeah, a lot of things controversy has come in. Some people have started pulling pulling out from him. Some people have started taking themselves away. The unfortunate thing is that uh, my brother there, uh, he's in the mix. Because he's not there for the two. You think that uh, Nantawa is in the mix? He's in the mix. If, if Gadik and, and, and Lalong will fall apart now, automatically then there's a problem for him. No, but which is more safer for him to be with Gadik that heavily bankrolled was it his election? That gave him, was it the Gadik that gave him the mandate? If Gadik would have been no, the he one... Bankrolled, heavily bankrolled the election me, of... Uh, Gadik only bankrolled and come back. The person that gave him the name was better than even the president that bankrolled it. If there was no name, what say would, they, would, would Gadi have bankrolled him? Even if I was to be the one that alone imposed on the people, the Gagdi would have come. Because all he wanted is to save himself. He was not doing it because he wanted Neta as the, as the, as the better bride. He was just doing it because he has already secured the demanded that Lalong gave uh, Nentawe. L- let so, me ask you this question. Your long-time political ally, you know, Chief Amos Gizo, uh, he was once in the AD. With uh, Tinibu, yeah, and people are clamoring that the ministerial nomination, even at the time when people are contemplating it be given, you know, to Governor Lalong, some elements within your party came out to say, No, we want it to be in the central zone, uh, because Talent, who just you know left, is from the southern zone. Are you will you support you know your longtime political ally, uh, Chief Amos Gizo? It's not only supporting him, I have already identified with his cause completely right from Abinishu. Let me just tell you the truth. If you look at it, is that since 1999, I can give you, I can paraphrase for you what is happening. In 1999, we, we up to today, we have only presented one ministerial slot during the year Adwa, and for only one year, which is Bagudu Mudle, you say. After that, we have never gotten that chance again. The, the, the ministerial, the southern zone has gotten it six times, and then the northern zone has gotten it five times. The central zone has gotten it once, and only for one year. Yeah, so when you right. look at it, is that if for fairness, for fairness, I should have expected the whole two zones should have been clamoring for the Plateau Central to have the ministerial slot. But I'm even surprised if you go on the social media, uh, the, the northern zone is asking for a senatorial zone, the, the, for a ministerial zone, the southern zone is asking for a ministerial zone. But as a politician, I'm very happy about that. Do you know why I'm happy about I, it? I don't know, yeah. Fine. Because they are giving us a room that there's no zoning. So that even if Mutfang finishes gubernatorial candidate, I can still present myself for governorship again. That, okay, we have already refused to be gentlemen, then there's no need. If we cannot be gentlemen in other offices, in other seats, then we should not be gentlemen by the only seat of the governor alone. Because these are things that we are putting in record as politicians. That's why the truth still remains is that if only, only if Plateau, uh, Plateau people will say, okay, let's identify with the, Plateau North, uh, with the Plateau Central for the ministerial slot, they will understand that, okay, these people have identified with us and they believe that there should be fair sharing and they believe that there should be rotating. But when you are now clamoring and looking for, and if eventually you got it again, well, keep a record. I've just told you that Southern Zone have got in six, six times. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that I've just told you that the Northern Zone have got in five times. And we have got in only once and only for one year. So automatically you could see that if I can be able to talk about that, you should know that it's a restart that we have written it and it's already on pen and paper. All right. So that tomorrow at any point in time as a politician, we can present it. If we are talking of fairness, how were you being fair to Plateau people, Plateau Central? You have all been fair to us. All right, well, that is a great point. Uh, Mr. Joseph Adudu, I mean, there seems to be a conundrum within the APC in Plateau State, you know, 
between uh, former Governor uh, Lalong and, of course, uh, Honorable Gagdi. I mean, what's your take? Uh, do you think at this point in time the centre cannot hold uh, for these two uh, former strong political allies? And will you agree with Honorable Podar that uh, Dr. Nentawe seems to be in the mix, you know, in all of this? Thank you very much, uh, Ponsak. Uh, I don't think, uh, you see, in, in, in politics, when you talk of politics, I always say it. Politics revolve around the people. The, the politics is part of, uh, you know, uh, democracy. Government of the people for the people by the people. Everything revolves around the people. But in a situation whereby you find out that, um, you know, people want to hijack that process for their own benefit, you know, the outcome will always be like what we are witnessing now. Um, some people will say, well, it's part of democracy, what is going on. But of course, um, as observers, we and people who are also, you know, uh, have interest in the, in, the, in, the, in the system as a journalist, you know, who have uh, know, also taken time to go through the process, all the activities of the political parties, mm. and more so, you know, uh, somebody like me and my establishment that have taken interest in uh, party politics, because that is the genesis, that is where the foundation is laid. Absolutely. Because when you get it wrong at that level, definitely you get it wrong at other levels. So when you have, you know, um, democracy and uh, taking place at the party level, then you can be rest assured that indeed, since there is transparency at that level, you can witness, you know, that at other levels. So we have seen a lot of things going on at party levels. And uh, it, 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 is, it is something that calls for you know, uh, uh, um, it, it calls for concern and mm -hmm. worry. So, to answer your question straight, mm. I know that uh, it, to say that Nintawe is in uh, the eye of the storm, in the eye of the storm, or between the yes. devil and the deep blue sea, One, because Governor say is in the you know between the devil and the deep blue sea. You are not wrong. A lot of APC's stalwart have complained, especially about the process that saw the emergence of Nintawe. And it was in the public domain, you know. During the primaries, you see that all those that participated, you know, in that primaries staged a walkout, and it was in the public domain. Mm -hmm. Most of them, you know, thereafter held press conferences and statements to express their disenchantment, their displeasure over that exercise. That also is in the public domain. Now, you could also see that even during the primaries, reports from various quarters, even confirmed by some members of the APC, you know, shows that indeed some of the members of the APC, you know, did not work for the APC. So you, you, you could see that indeed there are a lot of problems, you know, uh, came up before, during, and after the election. Now, what is happening now? is that when you have a system that is not well articulated, you can be rest assured that you can always, that the outcome will always be what you are witnessing now. Um, from the information that we are getting, yes, whatever might have happened, you call it politics, that's why the emergence of Nintawe, uh, courtesy Lalong. But you will also uh, agree with the submissions of many that 
during the campaigns, during the election, and even during the tribunal, the person that was instrumental in terms of finances is Gadi. You can't take that away. From taking into account the, inform the reports and uh, the reports. submissions by members of that, the, 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 APC, the APC, you know. So, now, at what point that the, you know, uh, the, 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 the crisis or the misunderstanding between the two, Gagdi and Lalong, you know, came up. Maybe it's because of ministerial nomination. It, that is know. what I, that, yeah, is, that, that, that is exactly that, what that, I'm just trying to. Yeah. So, but if it is about ministerial, you see, Gagdi is not looking for ministerial position. So, uh, let, me, let, let me summarize it by saying that it's all about, you know, party supremacy. It has reached a stage that probably no no but but maybe Gagdi is looking at himself to say look I I bankroll this party that is what but I'm saying I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you know this party so please give me the right that is what I'm because saying because I I have more at stake that is know, what I'm party, saying yeah. that is what I'm saying and that is why I said you know it's all about party you know uh, supremacy you know who then you know is uh, the leader of the party you know but you see it is beyond saying it verbally there are a lot of things that you know, one have to take into consideration or one has to do before you can be accorded, you know, you know that uh, status. When you want to say, when you say that somebody is a leader of a party, is it by the position, previous position you held? Is it by your contribution? Is it by what you are doing? Now, if you look at what is happening, like I said earlier, whether you like it or not, Gagdi, in terms of finances, mm. is instrumental you know, to the, uh, whatever success you may think of, uh, you know, contesting for the election uh, by Nintawe as a gubernatorial candidate and the successes he has achieved, yeah, well, he came second and he has gone to the tribunal and we know, you know, the extent that he have gone. You can also, you know, uh, look at the issue of the ministerial. Now, even before the ministerial, after the court of appeal judgment mm. that eventually give a uh, uh, Lalong, the senatorial, senatorial. Mm. when he was going for the collection of the certificate of return, mm. just like it was captured by the youth who yeah. came up with that yeah. statement, both Nintawe and uh, that they were absent. That they were absent. That tells you there is a problem. And if you also see, see if you look at the and Gagdi was the one who bought purchase form for Gagdi. Is the person that purchased form for Lalong for the senatorial. <laughs> and if you also see the yeah, was yeah. no, sorry, let yeah. me just make this point. If yeah. you look at the Kanam youth who are fronting a particular professor yeah. for the ministerial, that tells you that indeed there is a, po a problem. Okay, it tells you there is a problem. Okay, well, uh, Honorable let, Johnson let me, and then uh, Gilbert. Let me come. just correct something before Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. yeah, 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 go ahead. The, 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 the truth about the whole matter is that there's an assumption that Gabdi. Bank role or sponsored Nentawe. Because as far as I'm concerned, the executive tried all they could to bring it. Gagdi has been talking. He could be on a loud voice. And then maybe he has been making the voice. But Lalo, in the, in the actual you know he's a quiet person. He's somebody that doesn't want to take glory to himself. At so you should know that the executive has more money. What is the, where is the source of money that is coming from Gagdi? It should be maybe, unless it is trading. Gagdi seems to be on the particular perspective that he's on a talking tie. And people feel maybe he's the one bankrolling it. But I, I, I tend to disagree that he's the one that is bankrolling the campaign of Nintawe. No. It was a joint effort. And then the APC is a structure that is well-structured. And it is well-structured with a way of how it finance, look for its finance. If he has contributed, he has only contributed. 
and then probably because Lalong was exiting and he didn't want it to say, okay, I'm giving social amount and probably if I, maybe if we lost out and maybe investigated, use this right, the legislative, hold this thing for us and then use it so that you can be able to do it. So it's possible. It could be something around behind the bag that you don't see. So the only thing now is that probably, and then maybe, you know, they said money intoxicate people like something. And when the young man came in, if he is actually having a problem with uh, 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 Lalong, the true position of the thing is that Lalong has been the governor of Plateau State. By Araki, he's the leader of the party. There's nowhere on anywhere on the plateau that Gatti will ever be the party leader of APC. He will only be a representative. He's not even a senator. He can never just forget about saying he is going to be the leader of the party. That it will not happen. But the party will not even respect that because some of us cannot even follow his leadership. You understand? Because, like he rightly said, there are positions that you hold that makes you to become a leader of a political party. It's not like uh, how many House of Reps do we have? We have about how about even a deputy speaker, national deputy speaker, Maje, but he has never been our political leader. We have not been agreed that he's a leader because the leader is still alone. Whether you like it or not. But the truth still remains is that Gagdig is struggling because he's making name. Right now, his statement has become a problem to the party. You could see a, a logo that is going on and some of the statements. There are some statements that are not supposed to be... Because president but, we are but, doing but where's the place of the party, Honorable? And thankfully, you're a politician. Where is the place of the party leadership? If he was, you know, speaking in all the manner that he has done consistently, has the party for once come mm. out to say, look... You're, you're going beyond, you know, where you should be going to. Has that ever happened? Fine, you see, let me be very frank to you. Like uh, he said, after the election, some of us maintain our silence. And because we maintain our silence, not because we don't have what to say, but because even the structure that brought the party's level at the same level. You know, when you want, there's one thing that we said, he said it. If the foundation or the procedure is not clean, yeah. you have already been robbed of your voice. Some of these people never contested for anything. They were just appointed. And they are just sitting there. They cannot be able to argue or oppose anybody because they don't even know how they came on board. So the question now is that the party is already trying. I can see the, the press secretary has been trying to make some statement, trying to give the party image. He's a very good writer. In person of uh, Sylvain Islaman, he's a very good writer. He's a good journalist. He's a very good person. But the situation that brought him has incapacitated him. And sometimes I pitied him. Why? Because he wants to please the party in a local government that his own governor is coming from his side. Now that even the political party on Plateau State, I once said it somewhere in different fora, that some people have told it to be a tribal political party. I was privileged to say in one meeting when somebody just said, I am following Inter because it's my travel guy. I said, okay, go and register and gas political party or Mogavul political party. Or so the question right now is that the party cannot say anything better because right now the, 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 the conflict between Lalong and, 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 and Gagdik is just a speculation that we are seeing it on the right hook. We have not had the response of Gagdik. We have not had anything. So it, 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 is, when it, it is when we hear the response and then we said, from now we will know that, yes, something happened. Of All course, right. ordinarily, and ordinarily I would have said, okay, Mut, um, uh, Nentawe was supposed to be there to see that they received the certificate. But you know, there's one thing. Conscience, this conscience that we have, when you don't want something, some people will feel that, Kai, why would I go and celebrate with this man that he did not even win? They beat him with 57,000 votes. How would I go and celebrate with him? But Nentawe so, himself lost by, he, he by lost, a significant who, number of you votes. You see, the question now is that, let's look at it. Can you court Nenta in any statement pertaining this election? 
right. cannot quote him. You can only quote Gagdi or quote the people. But you cannot quote Nenta. But had, had, had he made a significant statement see, after the election, for example, congratulating the winner, see, we wouldn't see, have been here and see, all of them wouldn't see, have even had the Let me put it clear for you. Yes. There are, there are some things that the moment you have taken a ticket, you are, you are no more yourself. You are the party. I remember when we were in CPC. The party asked me not to congratulate Babajan. I said, no, he won the election. And I congratulated him. And that cost me dearly that I betrayed the party. So it depends on if it is true that some people bankroll the campaign of Nintawe. He doesn't have a mind of his All right. Own. Let me come to you, Mr. Joseph Adidu. What is the interest? Lalong, eight, um, eight years as governor, served as minister, you know, and he's now going to be the senator. What exactly is the problem? What's at stake for him? Aside ego, then for Gagdi, if he's fronting somebody to be minister and perhaps assuming the position of party leader, what is at stake? What's the interest? Uh, uh, how old is Gagdi? I mean, how old is Lalong? How old is Gagdi? You know, <laughs> how old? How old are they? You see, let, let me tell years. you. When, when, when you when you talk of politics, if people like uh, Obasanjo, if people political juggernauts who are in their eighties and nineties still trying to you know, find or be relevant in the political space. What more of somebody like Lalong or Gagdi? You know? So the, 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 the interest will always be there. And let me tell you, that is what politics is all about. It's all about interest. And that is why today, no matter how terrible, you know, uh, two people, you know, may be in a particular situation, tomorrow you will see them, you know, getting along in another situation. So politics is all about, and that is why it is said that there is no permanent enemy. But, uh, it is about it, there is no permanent enemy in politics. It's all about uh, interest, and that is it. So, um, Lalong, as a minister, and who has also been given by the court to be a senator, he has his own plans, his own future plans. Likewise, Gagdi, all of them. You know, have their future plans. And so, by, by the time that a situation like this, you know, come up, to me, it is a revelation of their inner minds. And not just their inner minds as Gagdi and Lalong, but of ev almost every politician. That whatever, no matter how you see them getting along, with certain categories of people, they have inner interest. And they will always strive, no matter what they do, no matter where they go, no matter what they engage in, they will always try to satisfy their personal interest first. So when you see things like this coming up, it's a revelation of their personal interest. That in the long run, no matter what was placed on the table, that in the long run, no matter what was initiated initially, that each and every one of them has his own personal interest. And the personal interest is the political empire. That everybody has his own agenda. That by so, 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 so time, I want to be so, 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 uh, this is what I want my political, you know, dynasty to be. And so the current that people may see is just a build up to that future. And that is it. So it's all about interest. All right.
Yeah. Let's open the phone lines in case you're just tuning in. We've been having a chat with uh, Mr. Joseph Adudu and Honorable Joseph Podar. And we're looking at uh, the press statement by group within the APC, youth group within the APC, coming out to uh, tell uh, the member representing Pangshin Kanke Kan and Federal Constituency to respect the former governor and not to uh, have any overbearing influence on the party zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. On Facebook we are JFM Joss. On X we are also at JFM Joss. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yeah we're listening. Tell us the name yes. and join the conversation. Is my name I'm calling you from right now. Go ahead. Yes, uh, quickly, I want to appreciate your guest. You see, um, anything that is not of God will never, never stand. Um, this is uh, this is a key political situation from the platform. The people that are actually fighting the anointed candidate of the, the PDP. Anointed not of men, but anointed by God. Uh, I'm expecting this fight to even continue beyond this situation where it is right now. If anybody is telling you that uh, this new fight is just about misunderstanding or because of ego and whatever it is, I'm telling you categorically that it is a fight and this is just the beginning of it. And lastly, if I look, uh, if I should be the former governor of Plateau State, um, uh, I will decide just to just be in the executive. I'll be a member of the executive, better for me. I'm coming to represent people that never been elected in the first place. Now, if you, if you, if you are coming to present over people or represent people, you're representing people that have never wanted to even vote in the first place. I think it is, uh, you're just working uh, on your own on your shot. So if I should advise him, this is the deputy the, 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 the as a minister and forget the issue of being a, 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 a senator because the people of his, um, of, of his constituency never, never even wanted him in the first place. Not even talking about the Thank, Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. 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 Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Yes, thank you very much. My name is Eddie Kumar. I'm calling from Chichi and Chi Junction. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah I will comment your guest. He has spoken very, very well. And actually, it's very, very unfortunate that this kind of case is happening in Plateau State, especially since the commencing of APC. You see, since commencing of APC at the national level, I think our democratic rights have been deprived because we have seen a lot of things that have been happening which is undemocratic since during uh, uh, Buhari time, which we people have been coming out to uh, uh, complain and talk about it, which Buhari promised that they will bring a free and fair election to, uh, to, to Nigeria. I think Nigeria keeps hope and thinking that this uh, past election is a free and fair election, is going to be a free and fair election. But it is very, very unfortunate that after the election people have celebrated, then we will now have another uh, technicality that in the court judgment, which is, 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 is like bringing out the rights of the people from the people and giving it to another uh, reason. So I, I don't think that any in Plateau State, they can get it right. I think because of the power of incumbency at the national level, that is why they are doing what all they are doing in Plateau State. 
because the case in Plateau State has differed from other cases in, mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So we don't know why Plateau State on the interest is too much. That is very, very questionable. So we we don't know, but we, we, were, we are very sure that Nigerians are more educated as things are going in this electoral uh, 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 problem. Yeah, thank and you. People are learning their lesson, and the, the people will show APC that uh, there is a time for everything. Thanks for calling the show. Uh, hello. Hello. Good evening, Professor. Yes, thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join thank the conversation. Thank you very much. This, this is Solomon I'm calling from Jude Get for New Please go ahead. Well, listening. My contribution today goes to you. Two days I've been sharing you saying um, you are single, something like that. So I want to advise you, you are useful material and we don't want you to be wasted. At least by next year, we want to hear that you have settled down because you have the experience, have the connection. I'm already settled. I'm already settled down. I'm already settled down. Okay. <laughs> so you have been talking about um, singleness, so I don't really understand. So if, uh, you have to adopt that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well, different strokes for different folks. Thank you anyway. Hello. <laughs> Good evening, Bonsak. I'm Gilbert. Thank you for calling. Please join the conversation. My name is JD. I'm calling from Zotchen. Thank you, JD. We're listening to you, sir. It is so appalling to hear all that is happening in the Plateau State as a result of governance. Like you rightly <laughs> made mention of the fact that Plateau State, or it, it, holistically, let me just put it in Nigeria as a whole, is becoming an empire. That we are, we are beginning to be ruled by anarchists. Candidly speaking, I don't know what about. You know the factors between the APC, the, the Lalong right now, and Gadi. Yeah, have we suddenly turned to a jungle? Should I say a poultry farm where, you know, what we are being fed with is is is, is our determinant factor, or should I say, whatever it is we are being given, that is what you know would determine our livelihood. Wow. What is about you know? In short, let me just put it this way: it is only in this world, there. Eh? In the, in the entirety of this world, it is only in Nigeria that you start a building from the roof. We haven't thought out, we have we have no thought out plans about you know overhauling and shinasi revamping our institutions or having long term plans for industrialization. All we are clamoring for is power. May God just help us. And I, if let me not just let me just in short, let me advise Plateau is that the only way forward for us, but is to incite another protest because honestly speaking but only the violence you take it by force from these people thank you very much thank you thank you well no violence protest permissible it's constitutional mm -hmm. but no violence Gilbert Mark Dutchman says you have made my day by inviting the APC man I said it in my mind alright Albert Dagza says a lot of attention and seeming power has been given to Honorable Gagdi that has made him seem this powerful and he's willing to. Felkuka Gohan says, Plateau State, the ministerial news nominee is coming from where? We are giving relevance to some people uh, more than they deserve. Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dung says, Plateau State must succeed and all those using all sorts of propaganda, vindictiveness and blackmail to remain in power without any blueprint on governance should kindly give way for those who are prepared in order for our state to be secured, united, and prosperous. It's Ibokwe says, I always say that the primaries of the APC as a party 
was not free and fair just because other parties didn't take that to mind because it is an in-house issue. Then they are busy meddling into the PDP's affairs. Tija Wang says, The APC man in the studio is supposed to be a member of the PDP, not APC, because his arguments are real and factual. Julius Achigak says, Let them continue to have issues and let's pray God rescues Plato states from bad leaders. Gagdi is feeling on top of the world on the plateau because it's just a matter of time. Yorkshark David Ngas says, Where is the home of peace and tourism? In fact, I really pity my state. My heart bleeds, a state where the rich get richer while the poor get poorer. Both the parties were after their pockets. If they refuse to change, change will definitely change them another way around. All what we need is plateau of our dreams. Caesar Benjamin says, There is a lot of controversy in the APC, but I still believe God has started revealing their plans. Dam Caspios Darwin says, Politics is the real problem of our state. May God help us. Jul Kwak Sherif Fanap says, APC will regret what they did to Plato. Emmanuel Abdullah Shaibu says, I don't think Gagdi will bring ministerial list. Only the president can do that. Mm-hmm. David Mark Sambo says, It's like this group is just waking up from sleep. APC in Plato State has elevated Gagdi to be their leader in the state instead of the former governor. Because of the power he commands from Abuja and because of the resources he also commands, where nobody knows. All right. Adejo Ketimothi says, Sick and tired of our leaders, 15 billion naira to build a house in the sky or under the waters. This is inhumane and people won't come out to protest. Gentlemen, please go ahead and give your response to the comments uh, from the audience. I mean, brilliant comments so far. Mr. Adudu, would you like to go first? Well, um, since the discussion today is for uh, regarding the statement that was given by APC um, youth mm. on the plateau regarding the tozel, you know, we wanted know. to talk about the fifteen billion lot of no, issues. No, no, no I think it's okay. The time is not will not allow us <laughs> to do so. But uh, what I would want to say here is that uh, as a journalist, you know, a journalist is for peace, is for the good, is for good governance. And to ensure that what is done in the society is right, I think going by the you know political arrangement, whether anyone likes it or not, you cannot take it. As far as the APC is concerned, and f- as far as from my understanding of the political hierarchy, I know that uh, you cannot take it away. You cannot take away the fact that Lalong remains the leader of the APC in Plateau State. I, I know that. Uh, there is a twist in that. Yeah. Ordinarily, you know that the chairman of the party ought to be the leader of the party, either at the national, state, or local government. But we know that there was a twist during Obasan just time. Of course, he started uh, this. So whether, whether we like it or not, Lalong remains. Whether anybody, no matter what anybody will say, Lalong remains the leader of the APC in Plateau State. Thank you that very much. Honorable uh, Podara. Um, anyway, we want to appreciate all the, those that call in. We have heard about your advice, but the truth still remains is that, you know, APC, despite the fact that uh, we have our differences, but we work as a family. We are not in court. We did not cause confusion. We understood that there was a problem. We registered our grievance, and we settled it as a family because we want to move as a family, which PDP could not do that. Probably that's why he's bringing all this up and doing. Next time, try to accept defeat, no matter how. One day it will come back. You know, one funny thing is that 
what is happening between Lalong and Gagdik? If it is true, it's the law of karma. You have hit some people, they were not happy. Now they are fighting themselves. We are hanging around. In fact, I wish that fight continues because it's, better, it's going to be better for us. So that tomorrow, when you want to do the thing, you do the right thing. Because we won him when he was a governor. We told him to do the right thing. He refused to listen. And then they were deceiving him that he was a leader. Now they thought he is going out of it. Let me be very frank to you. Why will Lalong even go? Some people want to know why will he leave executive and come back as a senate? The truth still remains is that there's a power of recall by the electorate. They can call them. So if Lalong decided that, okay, after coming, he will sit down, the party has another thing. If you come and if you go to minister, we are not going to win the election. If we go back to contest for election, mm. we will not win the election. Stay, please come back and take the Senate. What of if they will be recalled? The electorate have their recalling. Too. So it's left for Lalong now and the party to sit oh, down. And choice. But I think the Thank truth you. about the whole matter is that Plato is bigger than anybody. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Gilbert. Well, yeah, good evening. Yeah, well, uh, do have a good evening. The news will come your way top of the hour, uh, 6 o'clock. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.